0: Welcome back to the Messy Walk Podcast, everybody. We are super excited to announce it is...
1: The 10th episode. Episode 10. Double digits, double baby.
0: Double digits. It's like the time when you were nine, you turned 10. Yeah, that's like, a big birthday. That's never change. That's a big birthday. It's a big one. Yeah, I'm double digits. From you know. nine on. And it's it big is.
1: for your parents, too, because they're like, wow, we did it. We didn't kill him. Those first 9 years. So it's count
0: 10 fingers, 10 yeah, toes. Yeah, and then oh, yeah. yeah it's I mean, good. And it's he's good.
1: closer to getting a job, so it works out good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think of when I look That's at my kids. That's we
0: feel like with this podcast, yeah. like we've t- we've actually It's funny how to things check. change.
1: Like I have three children. Uh, my oldest one, I have a girl, boy in the middle, girl in the end. Uh my oldest girl's 13 when she's almost 14. When she was a baby, I made her a deal. Mm. Cuz she was my first and she was a girl. And so I made her a deal and then the deal was she didn't know this deal. She was a baby, but she agreed to it because I saw her shake her head. So I'm going to hold her to it. Um, Even though she couldn't, she she wasn't shaking her head she just couldn't hold her head up. Right. So she was flopping around. So I just took it as a yes, but (laughs) she, uh, I made this deal. I was like, you can live at home for forever. You don't have to work. You don't have to have a job, nothing. If you remain celibate. And she agreed to the deal. Uh, What's funny is, is as time has progressed, uh, I want to get off that deal because I want to go, girl. You, you need to get you a job because you're too expensive, and you need to get up out of my house here pretty soon. And so, you know, uh, just, just, just how it is. So, yeah. I don't know why I just said that, but. Oh, it's because it was 10. And it was right around that age, I think. (laughs) (laughs) It was right around that age of about 10 where I was like, oh, no, um, you're starting to go through puberty and have attitude and stuff. I'm going to need you to move out at some point. So counting the days down. I'm just kidding, Olivia. I love you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we're really excited. Episode 10. Episode 10. Uh, This is a good one, too. This is
1: kind of rounding out, wrapping up what we've been talking through for a bunch of episodes now. Yeah. just kind of this, this route we've been going that kicked off with regrets in our life and discipline in our life and stuff like that. And it's kind of progressed through. And so last week we were really diving into control and how we tend to sinfully try to take control of everything. i talked about how I struggle with that and the areas that I've struggled with control. And one of those was time. So if you struggle with time, go back and take a look at it. And there's a lot of people that struggle with controlling time. Um, and then the idea is, of course, is that the, the Lord is calling us to surrender, not to control. And so um, we have an opportunity in front of us every day, every moment, to pick to surrender or to pick to try to get in control. If we pick to be in control, then we're going to get the results of us being in charge. And us being in charge is not a good thing. And But if we pick surrender— then we're going to get the results of God being in charge. And God being in charge is always a good thing because mm. he's in charge. Yeah. <laughs> so when, we, when we're in charge, it's fake. It's not real. It doesn't yeah. really exist. You know, that's the whole idea of control is that it's not really there anyway. It's not really true. And so you can keep trying to push into control. I can keep trying to push into control, but it's not really even real to begin with because we don't really have control over anything at all. Like We have no control right now as we're doing this podcast of whether or not I'm going to be able to breathe and you're going to be able to continue to hear me breathe cuz I got a, a loud loud breaths. I mean, we we I can't make my heart beat at this moment. And so I can pretend like I'm controlling right now how long this is going to take cuz I like time and all that kind of stuff, but really, really I have no control over any of that. So, yeah. Th- there's there has to be a, a process of surrender that eliminates us trying to be in control of our life all the time. And that's that's the goal is to be able to walk into surrender. And to get to that, we said that last week, to get to that, you've got to you've got to know what it is that you are trying to control, right? What, what is that? Is it a person? Is it a thing, a circumstance? Is it a place like your business or a grouping of people? Um, what is that thing you're trying to control? You've got to know what it is before you can really fully surrender it. I don't think, I don't think you can surrender these individual things to God if you don't aren't aware of what they are, right? So you know, and, and when we talk about surrender today, um, we're not talking about the act of surrendering your life to Jesus His Lordship for the first time for salvation, right? We're not talking about that as much. I mean, that's to uh, to to me that's foundational to what we're discussing, right? Yeah. Is that there must be, without a moment of surrender to the to the to the Messiah, to the to the to the Savior, Lord Jesus, and to the Lord, Lord Jesus, both of those pieces, professing, confessing that He is Savior and Lord of my lives. Without doing that, none of the rest of this is, is got any hope anyway. And so we must have Him. But when we're talking about surrender in this, we're talking about taking these pieces of our life that we're not letting we're not surrendering we've grabbed back control of it right that that idea and surrendering those pieces and picking surrender in other words picking god you are in control i'm not over these particular pieces that we try to be in control over in our lives that end up basically just just wearing us out over time you know surrendering surrendering gives life control eats life for breakfast it just kills you over time because you weren't we weren't I know we like to think that we are, and especially as Americans. We as human beings were not built to carry the glory of God, the 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 responsibility of God, the uh control that God has, right? We weren't meant to carry that. We can't do it. Right? We weren't made to do that. And so we can't we, we we aren't we weren't built to carry those things. You know, we that's why we can't ever handle very long for us being uh uh everybody thinking we're great that all of a sudden goes to our head, right? I mean we can't handle that. We can't handle glory. We can't handle um the the responsibility that comes with running the entire world. We're not made for that. We're made in his image, but we're made to be in his hands. That was the scripture mm-hmm. from last week. We're made to be in his hands. Yeah. You know, we are his creation. He is the creator. We got to quit getting that out of order. Yeah. You know, and so the idea is to be able to surrender these things is extremely important to be able to grow because otherwise surrender is going to give you life. Surrender is going to move you forward. Control is going to stagnate you and it's going to actually move you backwards. It's going to yeah. kill you.
0: You were yeah. just saying that we're not talking about like the surrender first offer salvation. So would you, be, would you say that, what we're the topic we're talking about today is a daily surrender yeah yeah or a, a self-awareness surrender like oh I am taking control of this this is something that makes me aware of now I really need to work on surrendering it because it's not yeah. mine to control
1: w- when we when we surrender to the lordship of Jesus in our lives in that moment the promise of the scriptures the promise rooted in the deposit of the Holy Spirit in our souls the promise of of Christ is that we are then saved and and sanctified. And so that we now have allowed Jesus to be our substitute. You know, we've accepted his substitute. And so when, when God looks at us, he sees little Jesus, right? He sees a, a Jesus blood covered us, right? And so he's taken our place. He's taken our substitute, but then to walk with him fully to continue in that there has to be daily surrender to the Lordship of Jesus in our lives. Constantly, every day, it, it, you know, we, we have to. That's part of following Jesus. If, if I, if He has died for me and He's become my Lord, then every day I want to analyze and pay attention to, and let the Holy Spirit tell me this is where you're not allowing Him to be Lord. And that's what it is to daily surrender these pieces of control. We're using a nice word, control, but it's really just you leading your own life, you doing your own thing, you're not letting the Lordship of Jesus, who has saved you, influence. Penetrate and take for you. He he wants to take this yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? Like he he wants to have it. He is he has died for you, so that you don't have to bear this. You know you you don't have to bear it. You can surrender these things to him, and then he will guide and guide your paths through it. Right. So that's that whole that whole piece in Matthew six, where Jesus goes through this long list of all these things that give us anxiety. I love the anxiety scriptures because I'm an anxiety-ridden dude. And so all the scriptures about anxiety, I love them. I read them all the time. And he and he is laying out there for us, you know, the birds of the field. They don't worry about nothing. And then he says, you know, why are you worried about what you wear and what you're going to eat and what you're going to drink, all those kind of daily things. Why are you trying to control all those pieces? He even says that the pagans worry about those things. And when he says pagans, he's not saying it in a derogatory way. The way he's saying it is is that, People that don't believe in God, that that God's not their father, they worry about stuff like that. In other words, if you have a godly father who loves you enough to send his son and die for you, you don't need to worry about those. You don't have to have control of those things and worry about those things. And he says this big statement, seek first the kingdom and the righteousness of God, and all those things are added on to you. And the, the whole point there is you are in control of this. And most of your anxiety is coming from you trying to control things that you don't need to control. Surrender that stuff, right? Daily surrender to the Lord. Yeah. So yes is the answer to your question.
0: Hmm. That's really good. And, and another question, because uh, I remember last week you we were kind of talking about the root of control being pride and idolatry. Would you say a uh, by surrendering we're really humbling ourselves? Maybe like I think the yeah, scripture is yeah, coming sure. to me and – I mean, I could be wrong or right on it. It's like God will resist the proud, but he will, will be gracious to the yeah, humble. Yeah, yeah, he will draw near to the humble. Drawing he'll be gracious, he'll
1: uplift the humble. That, that particular um, concept of opposing the proud but lifting up the humble is riddled through Scripture. It's all through there, and that's absolutely the case because if you are standing in pride, if you are I'm in control, I got this, God will allow you to just kind of walk in that. Okay. You're not gonna do real good. You're not gonna win this because I am in charge of all things. But try to go ahead and walk in it. And then when we're humble, you know, when the minute we're humble, what we're doing is is we're I mean think about the picture of humility. When we're humble, it's the act of us going, I'm not God. I don't have it all together. I can't do this. I'm I'm just me. I'm not the be-all, end-all. I'm not in control of everything. And the, when, the minute we do that, that's us taking ourselves out of that throne of idolatry or us taking those things off that throne. And whenever we do that, whenever we're like, no, that's not the throne for that, God is drawing near to us in that moment. He He is coming straight to us because he knows what we're doing in that moment is we're saying, no, that's yours, God. Yeah. Yeah. So for sure, I mean, it, it's all about humility. What we said at the beginning of this series of stuff was that it was all about honesty. What we said at the beginning of the podcast, you know, 10 episodes ago, <laughs> is <laughs> nine episodes ago, is that it is all about honesty, authenticity. That's what Jesus is looking for. That was, That's what God's looking for. That's what the Holy Spirit is trying to draw out of you is authenticity. And anytime we are authentic, we're humble, and you get the Lord's power when you're humble. Hmm. You get opposed when you're proud. And What does that mean? Basically is that if you're going to sit around thinking you've got it and that you're proud and you've got all this stuff going on for you, then I'll come against you and you'll see real quick how you don't have it all together. Hmm. Tough. Yeah. Tough love. That's dad tough love right there. Some love. Yeah. After dad real love. tough love. Dad's yeah. be doing some tough love like that. You know, I just told Graham this a minute ago. We we're totally off subject, but it doesn't matter. That when I was a kid – I did some stupid stuff, like all of you did, and uh, one time we were at Boy Scouts, and after Boy Scouts, we end up throwing pennies at the cars that were going down the road mm-hmm. on 158 West in Yanceville, North Carolina. So some of you guys are going to know where that is. And somebody found out about it, and so the next day, my dad was like, were you throwing rocks at the car? And I was like, no. And he goes, you better tell me the truth. We were throwing pennies, Dad, not rocks. And so he was like, oh, Okay. And so, makes it, uh, makes and so he punishes me, and then he says, I want you to get a big piece of cardboard and a magic marker for next week when you go to Boy Scouts. So, so I was like, okay. And I was like, I kind of see where this is coming. I know what he's going to do. And so he made me stand outside by the road with a cardboard sign that I had to make that said, I'm sorry for throwing pennies at your car last week. And every time the car went by, I had to hold it where the car could see it. I couldn't just hold it up parallel with the road. like I had to see the car coming eastbound lane and turn it to them and then stretch over to westbound lane. And he's sitting in his truck and watched me the whole time. So dad's be doing some tough love and God loves us in a tough way too. My dad was loving me when he did that. He was teaching me uh, what, how I should be and what I should act and how I should respect people. He was teaching me and God loves you enough not to let you be prideful, but for so long because it's not good for you. He loves you enough. He knows you can't run your life. He knows I can't run my life, and so he loves us enough to oppose us so that we'll be humble, so we can sit in his hands, so that he can love us even further and grow us in that way. He knows us that much. so yeah,
0: That's really good. Wow. I like the story. Um, Going back to surrender.
1: Kind
0: of like a weird frog in my throat. Um, Going back to surrender, is there any scriptures that biblically we can go to in times of well, Adam, I feel like Okay, I, I can, I can now see that I'm, in, I'm trying to take control of my life.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I
0: don't want to. I don't want to give this away. But where do I go in Scripture to help guide me? Like I need guidance biblically.
1: Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of that. And so, like last week, you can definitely reference back because um, we used this one to kind of talk through the control part. But it was also God's never going to push you to to deal with the control in your life and not give you a solution of surrender. Right. So Proverbs three five six seven eight. That's a good spot for it, um, specifically that ending part in 7 and 8 um, <clears throat> where it tells you, which is not the part that we typically read. We typically read 5 and 6, and 7 and 8 says, don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, turn away from evil, and it will be healing to your, f- to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. And so in other words, you can't be wise in your own lies, and when you turn away from that, When you turn into surrender, I'm going to bring the healing that you need from that problem that was making you want to control it in the first place, right? There's something deeper there. And so you can definitely look at that. And when we talk about – I got one, too, in just a minute that I want to to bring up. When we talk about surrender, the question we left with last week was, you know, you've got to identify what are the areas that you're trying to control. You know, is it a person? Is it a place? Is it a thing? Is it a circumstance? What are those things? And then – then you've got to kind of start to work through, all right, well, this thing I'm trying to control, first up, number one, is it is it worth my concern, right? Is this something that I ought to be fooling with, right? Should I be fooling with this at all? And so, you know, like I said last week, probably shouldn't be fooling with at all how straight your vacuum lines are in your carpet probably not worth your concern you know is it worth my concern because there's all kinds of stuff I mean hello this is America 2021 there's all kinds of stuff to be upset over you're never going to have a lack of finding things that you can be all bothered by there's a whole list of them seems like the list grows every day or maybe it's just I'm getting older and my personal list is growing every day of stuff to be upset over and so you got to go. Well, there's plenty of stuff to be upset over. Is this something I should be upset over? Is this something I should be paying this much attention to to begin with? You know. And so, you know, you've got to you've got to start to. The, the better way to say that is is you need to pick your battles. You need to see where your attention needs to go. Some things you're so upset over, you don't need to be upset over to begin with. And so it's not even a do you need to surrender this to the Lord. It's quit worrying about it, right? Quit fooling with it. You know, you don't need to be that concerned about it. Um, and a good way to think of that is there's all kinds of stuff in our lives that's going to pop up that's just not worth us getting so upset over, you know? And so you have to you have to ask yourself that question, you know? The question for me has been, and I said last time that I've struggled with controlling time, is it really worth making everybody crazy so that we are 15 minutes early to the movie we're going to go to? Is it worth that? Is it worth my concern? No, it's not. Is it really worth my concern? Is it really going to matter in the end if your kids' clothes match perfectly? (laughs) No, it's not. You know what I mean? This is not worth your concern. Is it really going to be that big of a deal? Hey, all of you that – I'm not like this, by the way, but all of you that that have to have your car spotless – is it really going to be that big a deal if somebody leaves a Chick Fil A cup in your car? Does that really need Does that really need for you to lose your mind and be upset? Because there's people that are like this. I'm not like this at all, but there's people that are that are very much like this, where they lose their mind because somebody left some trash in their car. So is that is that worth you getting all bent out of shape about? Is the first question you have to ask yourself. Maybe, hey, hey, Christian, maybe what you had by him leaving that trash in your car was an opportunity to serve him like Christ served the church and clean up his mess for him, maybe. Right? Mm -hmm. And so the first big thing is 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 it worth my concern? If you if you say yes, this is something that I should be I should pay attention to, you know, this is something. So I'll let go of the whole I need to control what time it is for everything and instead I'll grab something else. Well no, this this thing is worth me being Involved in, and it is worth my time and effort and prayers and all those kind of things. So I should be involved in it. Then the next qu- the question you have to ask is, well, is it yours to control? Then, right? If it's worth your concern, is it is it for you to control? Is this something that you can can actually do something about? I mean, you've got to know that God won't do everything for you, and so there are some things that He wants you to do yourself. And there's a big difference between surrendering control and relinquishing responsibility. I'll say that one again, because we all need to hear that. There's a big difference between relinquishing control and surrendering responsibility. God's not asking for you to surrender responsibility on most things. He's saying, you know, you release control over it, but you're still going to do something about what's going on. And so if you find yourself in a position and you go, this is something I should be concerned about. And then the next one is as well, can I do something about it, right? Should I do something about it? Can I do something about it? God's going to push you towards responsibility even in surrender. And So if you find yourself messed up financially, you just don't sit on the couch and continue to eat Cheetos. You know, you get a job, and God wants you to actually take some responsibility in that. And So you actually have to do something about it. You know, if your marriage is in trouble, you can adjust your heart. You can seek help. You can do all kinds of things, right, versus – trying to control the person that's in the marriage with you instead. And so there is something that's in within your control that you could do something about. And God wants you to do that. God wants you to do those things. And so you have to honestly ask yourself, is this worth me getting upset about? If it's not drop it. Is this something that I need to, is this something that, that I can do something about if it is do it. And then if it's not, if it's something worth getting upset over, and then it's something that is completely outside of your control, that's when the question comes up of, is this something I need to fully surrender to God, that I need to completely lay at his feet? Maybe that particular one is something you can't do nothing about, and that you need to hand over to him. Maybe that person is something you can't do nothing about, other than love and pray and those kind of things, and you've got to turn it over to him. Um, in the scripture you were asking about earlier... It's Philippians chapter four, um, four through seven, I think. And, and when we got to remember that when Paul writes this, the church in Philippi, he is chained to a Roman guard in house arrest when he writes this. So that gives it a different perspective, right? So just remember, right now he's chained to the guard, and he says this Romans four, four. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again, I say rejoice. That's been turned into a great a, a, a hymn and a song in the church for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. The Lord is here. He's right there with you. And he's saying this while he's tied up to a guard in house arrest, right? Not the greatest of circumstances. Definitely in a situation that's probably beyond his own personal control, right? What can he do? Well, he can do a lot because he can surrender this whole thing over to God. And he says, Do not be anxious about anything. We love those kind of verses. But in prayer, but but do everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. Like lay it out there to God. I mean, that scripture is pretty cool because it's saying that you don't be anxious about anything. We've all been anxious about something this week. And then it's saying no matter what you're going through, no matter what that person did to you, no matter what you can't change, that you're going to pray, that you're going to petition, and that you're going to be thankful to God about it. And it says in those prayers, take those things to God. And so the, the, the petition part means is that, I mean, what's it telling you to do? It's telling you to ask. It's telling you to surrender. It's telling you to hand those things over in prayer petition and asking and saying god here's what i need praying and being and then also being thankful having an air an attitude of gra- gratitude happening in your life and saying turn all those things over and then look what happens if you read the next verse look what starts to happen when we actually lean into surrender 7 says and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding we love this verse in church the peace of god that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in christ jesus that there is a, there's something that happens when we surrender where we receive a supernatural peace that comes from God that we can't really wrap our brains around. and We can't grab it. And so you're in a situation that seems out of control. You can't control it. You can't keep trying to. You have to turn it over to God. I mean, think about this guy in house arrest. You have to turn it over to God. And when you do, he gives you this peace in surrender. So he meets you in surrender with peace that is beyond what you can actually understand. So you can't see how the situation can be fixed. It seems like it's still going to be bad. You surrender to God, and all of a sudden you're kind of okay with what's going on. There's a supernatural peace that's happening. And, and when, there's, when there's something that we can't control, the Scripture's telling us that we have the opportunity to say, God, this, is, this one's yours. I trust you with this. I put this in your lap. I lay this in your hands, and when we do that, He gives you this supernatural ability to really be at peace with it, even though you don't understand it, even though you don't get it. And that's happened a lot. You know, happens a lot in our lives. I don't know if we necessarily recognize it, but you know, I, I had the loss, we had the loss in my family of um, a loved one recently. You know, somebody was really close to us. And I don't get that. I don't understand it. You know, this is going to sound horrible to say, but I could make a list. This is going to sound awful, but it's this messy walk podcast, right? It's going to sound bad, but I could make a whole list of people that, that, that I would have been fine with going on to the Lord before she went on to the Lord. You know, Mm -hmm. I make a whole lot of lists of people where on Adam Cook's wisdom, this don't make no sense. And somebody else should have gotten this. Somebody else should have picked this. And and it's just hard, and it just hurts. And it's one of those things where, at some point, you go, which is what happened with me with this one, is go, I I, I don't know what to do with this other than give it to you, God, because I can't rationalize it. I can't. I can't do anything with it. I can't. Definitely can't control it. I mean, what am I going to do? I got to hand this over to you. And over the course of just a couple of days after doing that, there was this peace that I began to have about about her future in the Lord, her destination, her you know, the end of her life. And I can't understand where that peace comes from because I still don't understand what happened. So it surpasses my ability to really get it, you know. I think that's one of the things that we've got to remember when we're talking about God being in control and us surrendering instead of us having this control over stuff is that, is that, we we can't really understand it and I think we live in some sort of false narrative that we can understand it so that's why we end up exerting all this control because we're sitting there going well no i underst i know what's going on and i know how to fix this but our understanding is so limited and, and God has such a bigger picture i mean think about this if if you had if you're sitting there and you know what's going to happen tomorrow you can see tomorrow you can make your decision based on What's going to happen tomorrow, today? But if you're sitting beside someone, let's say you've got a good friend that's with you and they can see 20 days into the future, who do you listen to when it's a decision-making time or anything having to do with the day? I'm not going to sit there and just make my decision based on what I know about tomorrow. I'm going to be like, hey, hey, dude, I know what happens tomorrow, but what happens 10 days from now? What happens 15 days from now? We're dealing with God who is infinite in time and space and who knows everything why would we lean into our own little understanding of something, which the Scripture is telling us, when we could instead lean into God's full understanding of all things and trust Him to do those? That's what surrender looks like. Mm. And, and we can't really get it in our own limited understanding. Mm. That's, that's the difficult part is that we're, we're always trying to wrap our brains around something that our brains cannot be wrapped around, what our brains need to do. And that's not saying you don't learn. I am a learner. That's one of my strengths. I like to learn not saying you don't learn. What it's saying is, is that you have to be aware that no matter what you learn, you're never going to get it. You're never going to really fully understand it because there has to be an action of surrender. There must be an action of submission. And us trying to control all we're doing is saying, I understand all things. Mm-hmm. When we surrender, when we submit, we're saying, I can't understand. I'm going to try to understand more. I'm going to try to see, but I'm never going to really fully get it. So the only option I have, and I think God knows this about us. He's He's constantly telling us. I mean, that's the whole point of Jesus. You only got one option. It's called surrender. The other one is fake, and it's not real, and it's a distraction. Having control over anything is a total distraction over your really only choice. In the end, ultimately, you have a choice of surrender. That's it. Well, It's been a good few episodes, yeah. you know. It's been a good few episodes. This one's probably, um, you know, it helps, it helps me, I think, to constantly go back to um, knowing that um, I, I get my power in surrender. We think we get our power in control. We get our power in surrender. That's what that verse is saying. You want your power? You get your power when you submit to the ways of the Lord. You get your power when, when you hand those things over in prayer to God, like when you put it in His lap, that's where you get your power. Yeah, you don't, you know, you lose your power when you're trying to control it. Mm-hmm. That, and that helps me to see that. That's what this episode's kind of helped me do personally. Right. So
0: I really like what you said at the end about. Yeah. I think that's one thing that we need to be reminded of. Mm-hmm. You know, that I don't know. I know very little right. compared to <laughs> every like God. I mean, I can't. Wrap my head around that. I mean, Why is it that I still want to trust the brain that he made? Yeah, like on my own brain, but I should trust the
1: yeah. I mean, one you know, that made it. You would trust. You wouldn't just trust the creation. You would trust the creator that made yeah. those things. You know, and and know that there's if there was infinite, if there was wisdom enough to create the one thing that you're thinking of, that means there was so much more wisdom in the creator to begin with. That you don't even have any idea about, yeah. you know, it's pretty, pretty. You, 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 and you have to think. I know sometimes I end up going down rabbit trails, and people are like you're overthinking this. I think you have to think on these things all the time. Set your heart towards the 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 magnitude of who you're dealing with when you're talking about God. Yeah to be able to know your place enough. And yeah. I think that's, a, for me, I'm constantly trying to do that. You know, I'm constantly trying to say, let me recognize who I'm dealing with when I'm talking about God. He's not in some box I put him in. He's bigger than I could ever imagine. I have no understanding really of who he is. I can't even get past his goodness to even mm-hmm. really, to even really think about the other stuff behind him. Corey Asbury has this song right now. I don't know the song, but in the song he says, I know there must be more, but I can't get past your goodness. I know there must be more to you, but I can't even get past your kindness. I can't yeah. even make it past how good you are to even know anything else, you know? Yeah. And so I have to constantly be telling myself, don't forget who you're talking with here. Don't forget who you're working with. Don't forget how big and bold and bad God is. And then that makes me realize, all right, I I, I need to be I need to be in my role then. I don't need to keep trying to run this or control this, because every time I think about the bigness, the boldness of God, it makes me realize what my place is. you know. And I think when I forget to think about how big God is, then my spot gets a little bigger, and I end up falling into this funky area where I'm trying to control stuff. But really, if if I think on the things of God, then I only have one choice to surrender, and it's where I want to be anyway, because it puts me in a position to be Fully relying upon a God who has endless resources, mm-hmm. endless abilities. Yeah. So, we oh, don't even really have good. words for that stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's a so, whole another topic. whole another topic. <laughs> it's a good topic.
0: Well, thank you guys for listening to episode 10. Thank you for listening you to
1: episode 10. Thanks for making it to 10. We appreciate yeah, you.
0: We are super excited. Make sure to tune in next week for episode 11. And so forth. There will be. I don't. We don't know how far this will go, but we know be past ten. We'll yeah. Never, right. We'll right never now be we're back going in forward. Right. Right. Right now we're yeah. going
1: forward. So we want to let you know, though, that we're praying for you yes, we are. and your situations and what's going on, and uh, we appreciate you listening. But more than anything, than you could ever listen to anything we could say, um, we're praying and appreciate you listening to what God says in your life first and foremost. Yes. So.
0: Make sure to share our episodes with anyone that you think might need some encouragement or help in uh, certain situations, and we'd love to hear from you guys. Make sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram page. All those places. Yep, and we'd love to hear from you guys uh, through our posts and messages. And, yeah, we love you guys. We'll see you all soon. Have a good day. Thanks for joining us on the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a great week.